This is the Media Narrative. I'm Rob Hoshel. In this episode, changing things up a little bit, I am flying solo this time around. No interview with a writer or musician or producer, just me in a shorter mini episode. So why the change of pace? Well, as I record this, it's Thursday, July 26th, and I'm in my hometown of Philadelphia for the Podcast Movement Conference. Being here among all these talented podcasters, learning from the best, it's placed me in a reflective mood about this podcast and everything else I'm working on at the moment. This podcast, it's three months old. It's young, but I want to do all I can to improve it. So why not think about that right now? That's why I'm here at this conference. For those of you who might be new to the media narrative, the show typically features interviews with media makers, their stories, their process, their thinking. The episode after this will feature an interview with the great musician Nona Hendricks. Very pumped about that one. Before I go any further, I want to thank all of you. I want to thank you, the listeners. This is the 13th episode, and I so appreciate your tuning in, your downloading podcasts, subscribing, checking it out, listening in. I've also heard from a lot of you. I've gotten feedback, episodes you liked, episodes you didn't care for as much, and that has been hugely helpful, and I want you to continue to contact me and let me know what you think. Send me emails at rob at themedianarrative.com. One question that people have been asking me at this conference, it's the question that a lot of people ask a new podcaster, why did you start this podcast? It stopped me in my tracks the first time I heard it. But the truth is, I have some pretty good answers to that question. There's a lot of different ways of answering it. One reason is I like talking to smart people who create great work. It's really fun to talk to these folks. So it's a great excuse to hear their stories, to hear how they work, to learn from them, and to share that with all of you. I like doing a podcast about something other than music. One thing you've probably learned about me is I'm really into music. I love music. I've worked at a music college for 26 years. So even though I do have music as a theme in this podcast, we touch on it. I'm excited about hitting other topics. Another reason is it's just fun to make my own stuff, to generate my own media, to play with it, and to do it not in the context of some larger organization that's looking at what I'm doing. I work for you, for the listeners. You're my boss. Truth is, though, the bottom line reason I'm motivated to do this is the same reason, the same thing I encourage my students to think about as they make music and create art, and that is to make something of value and to share it with the world. That's their job as artists. That's my job, I feel. I think that's a really powerful way for any of us to look at what we're doing in the world, to try to create something valuable, to do valuable work, to be a person who has a positive impact. You know, whether you're making music or books or podcasts or building houses or answering phones, Every moment you have, it's a chance to leave the planet better than how you found it. That's what my mother always told me, leave a place better than the way you found it. And that's basically what I'm trying to do here. 
But here's one piece of feedback I've heard from some of you, dear listeners, and from several people here at the conference, the podcast conference. And that is, don't be afraid to put more of yourself into your podcast, to be yourself, as opposed to some podcaster persona. Some take this advice even further and say that I should be telling my own stories in this podcast too. Now that one worries me a bit. I don't want this to be about me, and it's not going to be about me. But one session of podcast movement earlier this week convinced me to open my mind about this a little bit. It was a session on storytelling uh, with the host of an advice podcast called The Dear Maddie Show. That's M-A-T-T-I-E. Maddie talked about Marshall Gans and the idea of public narrative. He talked about the fact that when you tell your own story directly, honestly, with details, Maddie says, you will connect with others. So he had us break into groups of three and tell our stories to each other. One of the people in my group was Lauren Williams. She just happens to be a former Olympic athlete who medaled in both the summer and winter games. Check out her podcast. It's called Worth Listening. She does interviews with athletes talking about personal finance. So I'm looking forward to hearing more of those podcasts of hers. Now, as I told my story in that session to Lauren and to Jim, the other member of our trio, I realized that the tale I was telling provided a big part of the answer to the question, why, Rob, did you decide to do this podcast? When I was a kid, I got to tell you, I had self-esteem issues. This is something that I've never really articulated until this moment. I never really realized that until I was thinking about this story. But I did. Maybe it was the formidable control my parents exerted over the lives of my sisters and me. I say that with love. They were very loving parents, and and that's probably why it felt that way sometimes. But maybe it was just the way I was made, the way I was born. I was unsure of myself. I wasn't confident. I was reluctant to speak, period. I, I didn't know how to speak for myself or stand up for myself. I've made some progress since those days, come a long way, but those early issues, they're still in there somewhere. It's still sort of a battle. Truth is, I didn't really have a big adjustment problem. I was really, like so many kids, stuck inside my own head, preoccupied with my own world. But let me tell you when it started to change for me. I really didn't know, really know my parents until I was about 15 years old. Yes, I'd lived my whole lives with them, but I didn't really know their stories, what they were all about, until one night, 1978, sitting on the floor in the hallway right by the front door of our house, tormenting the family cat next to the den where my parents were sitting on the love seat watching television, a pretty normal evening at home. I'm sitting there messing with the cat. But then I noticed that in the other room, while my parents were watching TV, that my mom, every once in a while, would just burst into tears. And I didn't understand what the heck was going on. I had seen my mother cry before. She was an emotional person at times. But this didn't really make sense to me. 
they were watching a television series, a miniseries called The Holocaust. This was at a time in the 70s when there were a lot of these long, very powerful miniseries on television. There was Roots, which was an amazing one. That was really the one that launched the whole thing. Another one called Rich Man, Poor Man. And The Holocaust was about the World War II extermination of the Jews. And coming from a Jewish family, of course, this was a concern for my parents and me. Uh, I knew about the Holocaust. And I figured that my mom was crying because she was crying for the Jewish people and the tragedy they suffered during World War II. So during a commercial break, I asked my parents about this. And at first, they didn't really say too much. But eventually, after several times asking this and a couple of nights of watching them go through this process, my mom told me that her father had died during the Holocaust. And actually, she didn't really know how or when he died. It was just that right around the time that Hitler went into Vienna, where she was living, he left to try to save his life and save his family. He wrote letters for a while. He was in Poland for a while. And then my mom left on the kinder transport. She went to England. And at some point, those letters he was writing, they stopped coming. So I kept asking her questions. I wanted to understand what that was like to have lost her parent, to have never seen him again after turning seven or eight years old. I wanted to know what she knew about it. I wanted to know what other family members knew about this. I interviewed my uncle. I interviewed my aunt. I interviewed other people in the family. I did a lot of research. I started writing a story. Years later, I started writing a story. But what happened at that moment was I got out of my own head. I started asking my parents questions. I started asking other people questions. A year later, I was on the high school paper asking students, and teachers' questions and writing stories for the paper. And I started to feel like I was discovering who I was. I studied journalism in college. I worked as a reporter in print and radio. I did PR work. I did communications work. And eventually I worked for Berkeley where I wrote a lot of stories and interviewed a lot of musicians. And I launched podcasts for Berkeley. I quit my job in communications at Berkeley about two years ago, partially because I wanted to have the time to work on this, this podcast. So I left that to teach part-time at Berkeley starting in September, 2016 and turned my focus toward teaching. And now that you know this whole story about starting to get out of my own head and asking questions of other people, it might make more sense why I've chosen to start my personal podcast endeavor with a questions-oriented podcast. And maybe now you understand how weird it feels to be here by myself in my hotel room talking to you during this whole episode. I'm not sure how often I'll do these solo episodes. I love interviewing people too much, and that will continue to be my focus. My goal now, as it has been, will be to make something valuable for you, to provide something here in your inbox or listening queue that gives you an interesting diversion from whatever else might be going on in your life. I mentioned a 
a few of the people here at the Podcast Movement Conference and their podcasts, and I believe that's what they're doing. They're providing valuable stuff for their listeners. I'll include links in the show notes for this page to some of these podcasters. Some of them are big names. Some of them are people like me who are starting out. I hope you click through and find one that you feel is worth listening to. One of them is the Derek Diamond experience. I've been hanging with Derek throughout this conference, and we have a lot in common. He does interviews and roundtables and digs into pop culture, film, and other topics. So it's a really great podcast. Check it out. I also met the mighty Gretchen Rubin, best-selling author and host of one of the biggest podcasts out there. It's called Happier, about, you know, living your best life. Highly recommend that one, too. So look to the show links for much more on that. Next time, we're back to the normal format featuring an interview with Nona Hendricks, performer, composer, educator. We talk about not just music, but about the intersections between technology and science and art and music. That's an idea that has really fascinated her and driven her throughout her career. So that episode will be out soon. My engineer is Isaac Kotecki, and the composer of the theme music is Matt Jensen. Learn more about what I'm up to at themedianarrative.com. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.